I would say that never think that there is only one way to do things, especially as creative people. Um, as part of creative thinking is um, to be aware that there are so many ways of doing things. There's so many ways of doing medicine. And as you said, it's traditional. Um, it is hierarchical. And we usually look at someone who is quote unquote ahead of us. And, you know, we feel like we need to follow the same rule to do the same thing that they've done to get where they are. And up until recently, I was like that as well. But um, there is there is alternatives. There are alternatives to do medicine. Are you a health professional wanting to explore all the options life has to offer? Then you've come to the right place. The Balanced Medics Handover podcast is all about living outside the box of what we've been told. I'm Isabella, your host, a junior doctor from Australia and trained coach. I'll be interviewing health professionals from all walks of life, artists, authors, non-clinical specialists, and more. These stories show that our choices are endless. Let's take the journey together. This is The Handover. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. This episode, we are speaking with a very special guest about art and medicine. Dr. Alita Yori is a rehabilitation specialist and currently studying a Master of Fine Art. His art is hauntingly beautiful and portrays a deeper message, influenced by his homeland, Iran. He is currently exhibiting in the Gosford Regional Gallery and at Photo London Somerset House in the UK. Without further ado, let's hand over to Ali. Hey, how are you? Hi, Bella. How are you? I'm great. Thank you so much for joining me on a Saturday morning to talk about all this. My pleasure. Yeah, thank you for having me. Yeah. Um, now, I'd like to start with you sharing more of your journey in your own words. Sure. Uh, yeah, so as you mentioned, uh, I'm a doctor. I'm a rehabilitation specialist uh, currently working um, at Sydney Local Health District uh, between two hospitals, RPA and Balmain Hospital. I work uh, point eight, which is four days a week. Um Yes, I was born in Iran in 1980, and I moved to Australia in 2007, so basically when I was 27. Um, I had finished medicine in Iran um, in 2006, and then I moved here in 2007. As an overseas trained doctor, I had to do, I mean, back then we used to call them AMC, so I don't know what they are called now, but AMC exams to get my a medical degree, yeah. um, I guess certified and be able to work as a doctor in Australia. Um, so I went that pathway. I started working as a resident in Concord Hospital in Sydney um, in 2009, early 2009. And that is the medical side. And uh, in terms of my creative practice, I am uh, I finished my Master of Fine Art in Photomedia from National Art School. Um, last year, and I am practicing um, art um, in the last, I think, couple of years professionally. That's great. Thank you for sharing that. That um, both sides, so it's you kind of have like two parallel tracks going of the medicine and art. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Now, looking back 
What was your vision for yourself in in medicine? Um, So you studied in Iran. Has it changed for you over the years? Yeah, I can give you a bit more background. Um, So in Iran, um, in order to go to university, um, different different universities, um, everyone sits uh, a, a huge exam, entrance exam. Um, at the time when I was sitting this exam, first I sat when I was 18. There were a couple of millions of people competing with each other uh, in this exam. And based on your ranking, you get to choose, um, I guess, major and a university. So at 18, I finished high school and I sat the exam. Uh, and unfortunately, I didn't have the ranking for medicine. Um, and then I sat the exam. So you have to wait another year. Um, and I did that again. So when I was 19, um, my ranking was good enough to do medicine, uh, not in a major city I was living. So in a regional area, about three hours drive from where I was living, which was Shiraz. But also at the same time, um, I got accepted into uh, architecture. Um, And I actually really wanted to become an architect. I loved um, that there's there's this creative part to architecture, but there is this practical and functional aspect to it. You make home for people. And um, yeah, I was very interested in architecture, like even from a very young age going to different um, places i was always inspired by the way that the space uh, interacts with you um, makes you feel makes you think but then i chose to go to medicine and now reflecting back on those years um, i'm sure this is a cliche story but especially in iran i think there was a big influence from my family and society to be the doctor. Um, I am interested in medicine as a science. And like I was very interested in physiology when I was younger, you know, going through anatomy books, I was fascinated by how, uh, you know, human body works. And later on, I was so interested in how human psyche works. So I thought, fantastic, in medicine, I can explore you know, both sides of how the human body works. But it's so hard to know how much of, you know, family and cultural influence because, you know, when I was four, the first toy I was given as a gift was a a medical examination toolbox. (laughs) (laughs) So I don't really know um, when I decided that um, I wanted to be a doctor, you know. It's so hard, especially as young kids, to know, are you genuinely interested in medicine or, you know, the effect of your family and the culture and the place you grow up, it's ingrained in you. Yeah, that's such a deep reflection for this morning. And thank you for bringing that up, because I'm sure a lot of listeners can relate to what you're saying. Um, this kind of where do I where do what I want starts and where does what everyone around me what they want starts you know it kind of all just merges together and also we get to make these big big decisions at a very young age at least for me 18 19 even 20 21 you know I didn't have much of a life experience 
I always knew, though, that I'm a creative person. Yeah, I used to do drawing, painting. I used to love reading poetry, Persian poetry, again, from a very young age, sometimes without understanding what the poems meant. I I think if I want to compare medicine and art, medicine was more of a nurturing, but uh, art and creativity is more of a nature. It was part of my nature. It was something I was born with. So the the art was always there. The creative was always there. Mm. And then the medicine Mm. maybe developed over time yeah um it's interesting when you when you spoke about architecture Mm -hmm. and the way you can make a space feel and then also how medicine you can look at the human psyche because Mm. it's you're doing that now really with both your art currently the mirror work yeah really changing the space yeah especially yeah you're right um in fact in my art community when um, I introduce myself and, you know, sometimes I say, but I, I have another job. The first thing that people ask me is that, oh, are you an architect? Or can I make it? Yes, <laughs> are you an architect? I said, no, I'm not an architect. I'm a doctor. <laughs> and then they're like, oh, <laughs> yeah, really? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I like that's funny. That's funny mm. that other people guess that first of mm. you. But also because there is in my work, as you said it so well there is that working with space that architectural aspect um you know my work is not just a two-dimensional work hung on the wall it usually activates the space space is actually detrimental in final realization of my work yeah definitely that's really cool to to see how you don't really you're not aware but like you connect the dots dots backward mm-hmm. like the steve jobs speech yeah um now what drives you to create you're saying it was always there what 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 comes out yeah so it's usually um something triggers me or maybe trigger is a strong word something touches me, something affects me. Um, It could be during my daily life. It could be during a conversation at work. It could be just watching TV, going through social media. Yeah, it could be anything, but something in my daily life touches me. Um, It could be just an emotion uh, or a concept. It's generally a concept that it shows itself to me. And then the next step is how to make that concept um, into an art, how to materialize and realize a concept. And, you know, I go on a journey with the concept. The concepts usually evolves as I go through my life. And I'm usually involved in creating another art project. So, and that then the concept usually requires a specific material um, and a unique process. Yeah, so then I, I, I just go on a journey with it. Um, but what drives me is that concept and idea of wanting to be, I know again it's cliche, but wanting to be born, wanting to have a material form, uh, wanting to be realized, what, what, wanting to, be, to exist and then to engage with the audience. Wow, yeah, I like that, wanting to be born. Yeah coming out of you yeah now um did you so when you were in iran you you were always artistic um and you chose to study medicine did you feel you were able to express yourself completely creatively when you were there yeah good question so 
when I got accepted into medicine and, you know, going over all the excitement and the hard work that I had put in, um, after a couple of years, I was quite disappointed. And now looking back, I was a bit depressed, actually, clinically depressed. One was because I was studying in a regional university and I was a bit isolated, but also I was really missing my connection with my creative side. And there was another guy, another medical student who was my friend. And I think he also had a creative side and we always talked. And one day he told me, um, because prior to that, I was doing a lot of painting and drawing and painting and drawing uh, requires a lot of time um, and effort and it takes a lot of you. And this friend of mine suggested, why don't you buy a camera, like a photography camera? Uh, there is a lot you can do with one camera. And this is like 2001. And, you know, I didn't really think of photography as a serious art, fine art medium. But I listened to him. I went to um, a, a, a school, like a TAFE equivalent in Iran. Um, I did a, like a two-year course in photography. I had a dark room in my home. Um, that I could go in and I could create. And that dark room became um, like a safe haven for me to take refuge to. Um, sometimes I used to go at midnight and I come out of it in the morning. Uh, I could feel free. Um, I could um, feel that I can express myself. Uh, and it was so liberating. And that's why I have a lot of respect for photography as a medium and i still uh, you know photography has a big part in my creative practice today so yeah so that was that and then i guess i came to australia in 2007 i lost my interest in art i think it was so interesting that i didn't want to make art i didn't want to experience art or watch art i don't know what was going on and ironically i lost my camera that i had brought with me from iran I, it got stolen actually from my apartment in sydney and i thought okay this must be a sign maybe you know my journey with art is done <laughs> you know um, and it did took a while for me to to go back to you know, my creative side. It was actually after the first trip back to Iran, after seven years in 2014, I went with my partner and I was um, showing him my country. And we were going to these mosques, again, architectural places. These remnants of, um, you know, old ancient palaces and temples and mosques. And somehow um, I started to... Uh, to reconnect with my creative side. I actually bought a camera for that trip and I started taking photographs again. But it was around um, two years, three years ago when I turned 40, I um, really realized that I'm ignoring a big part of myself uh, who is shouting at me and from inside me that you need to do something. Um, yeah, something more than what I was doing, you know, going to the hospital and getting paid and, you know, going to conferences and all of that. 
and I listened to it and I took it seriously. Um, I think to be honest, uh, Bella, it was more courageous of me to study art than study medicine. Studying medicine was a safe option, yet it involved a lot of hard work. It involved a lot of hours and you know what I mean. Um, but I think when I'm looking back, I think I was more courageous by going to art school than to medical school. Wow, so much, so much there. And yes, when you say that more courageous to go to art school, um, I think a lot of people can resonate with that because medicine is hard, yes. It is not an easy road, but sorry, my husband's laughing in the background. Medicine's not an easy road. It's yeah. um hmm. but it's very safe, like you said. Yeah. You know the steps. Once you hop on the, you know, the conveyor belt, quote unquote, it will take you to the final place. But art, it's very unknown. There's a lot of uncertainty. Um, even if it's a part of you, to really put yourself out there as well is courageous. It's a courageous act. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think you're right. You're definitely right. And, you know, the logistics of art, the, the way that things work in art world is so different from medicine. Um, so you can't apply the same rules in art. Um, it doesn't work. That's true as well. And and also thank you for sharing your medical school days where you said you looking back, you think you you could have been clinically depressed because a lot of people don't want to, to say that, not openly anyway. It is still a taboo, unfortunately, mm -hmm. to to mm -hmm. say that you um, are struggling with mental health and medicine. And it is a big thing, especially, like mm -hmm. you said, regional yeah when you don't have your supports? Yeah, I was living in a dorm in a very institutionalized environment. And then I just don't know how I did it. You know, going, just studying medicine is hard enough. And then, you know, sharing your room with um, two other people, um, you know, preparing for exams. Yeah, and everyone has their own style of studying. So, you know, for example, I read, loud when I read books, <laughs> you know, that could not be tolerated in a dorm and so many other things. Oh, yeah. They're like, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. Um, and then you had your <laughs> refuge. That's, that's a really nice image too, almost like a little cave, like a dark cave. That was your refuge mm -hmm. in, in the, in the photography. It, it, it was a cave actually. It, it kind of, um, yeah, I, I think, um, when I was doing the photography in Iran, I realized that I was going to say I was a better doctor, <laughs> but that's very, uh, I guess, simplified. But I was, it was easier to study. Um, it, it took me less time, even though, you know, I was more pressured because I had to, you know, time manage myself and my things. But I think it was um, easier to study medicine and prepare for exams. Mm. I'm curious because mm. you said in Australia for seven years you didn't engage in art, but you had this you inside you kind of screaming and shouting to, to come out. Did you find that your practice in medicine now is easier as you, being an artist? Yeah. I think um, 
you reach a level of stability when um, you become a, a staff specialist. If you work for a public hospital, you would have your own private practice. If you want to work in private, you may work as a GP, but there is a level of stability. There is a financial stability, which I think is really helpful. Um, it gives you some grounding, um, but also, um, yeah, but also there is a general sense of stability that comes when you, I mean, you never finish with medicine. You always learn and, you know, go to conferences, but there is a level of uh, grounding and stability when you reach, um, I guess, a specialist or a GP or whatever you have in mind state. Mm-hmm. And, and it's you know, so interesting, you know, when I listen to, you know, doctors and who are artists, they usually talk negative of medicine but i also you know what i mean they also yeah but i also i'm also grateful to be honest for medicine what medicine has given me you know um it has allowed me to um experiment it has given me freedom to experiment with whatever i want to experiment in my art practice because of um you know financial stability um i can Generally speaking, generally speaking, I can purchase the material I would like to work with without thinking, oh my God, you know, should I compromise on this? You know, it gives you freedom. Mm, yeah. And do you feel like medicine has influenced your art? I think that, that the answer would definitely be yes. How? Um, I don't know. Um, it's interesting when I started my uni, um, art uni, art school, my field of research was trauma. I was interested in trauma and the human body. So I did a lot of performative work, performance work, which involved my own body. Um, I think still, um, yeah, so, and that I think comes from being a doctor, especially a rehab specialist, you witness a lot of trauma and pain and suffering. In a way, we see the worst, the worst of the worst, you know, the brain injury, spinal cord injury, stroke, yeah. uh, accidents, sports injuries. Um, yeah, so you get to witness um, a lot of pain and suffering and try to hold and contain it um, try to witness and be with the person in front of you so i think a lot of what i do in my art even it may not have the badge of trauma but there is there are traces of trauma and pain yeah mm. and you you speak about having an identity of the outsider when you when you speak mm-hmm. about um, your art with other people mm-hmm. um, from both the mm-hmm. homophobic climate mm-hmm. in Iran um, and mm-hmm. also migrating to Australia, um, you know, mm-hmm. as an adult, how has yeah. this shaped you? Yeah, so I was an outsider in Iran, as you said, because I was gay and um, I grew up in an extremely homophobic environment. Um, I felt I always felt like an, a stranger. Um, in in my in my own home, again coming to Australia in two thousand and seven as a migrant, not speaking the local language, I also felt 
that I don't belong here. Um, I've said that before, when you are a queer person, your sense of belonging is challenged. Mm. And when you are a queer diasporic person like me, when you live in diaspora, that sense of belonging um, is even more challenged. But um, now we're talking about medicine. My sense of belonging, even in medical world, is challenged. Like between my colleagues and doctor friends, I feel like I'm not doctor enough. I feel like I'm too creative. I'm too artist. And among my art community, I also feel like I'm too much of a doctor. Yes. <laughs> so that outsider is always there. In fact, to be honest, Bella, I think my sense of belonging never been this much challenge as it has been in the art community. Wow. Yeah. You know, thank you for sharing that because I think a lot of listeners here mm. can relate to the feeling of an outsider in medicine because medicine's yeah. very traditional. Hmm. And it's almost like, yes, you're not a good enough doctor if you're not 100% mm. medicine, medicine, mm-hmm. medicine. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I can see what you're saying with the, you're two artists, you know. Yeah. Yeah, you're two artists for us. <laughs> yeah. And then in the art world, um, I spoke to a doctor who's also an artist and he was saying that he hid that he was an artist, I'm sorry, doctor for a long time when mm. you're trying to make it in the art world because he felt they wouldn't take him seriously. Yeah. Yeah. I used to, I used to actually not even, for example, in submission for art grants and uh, exhibitions and open calls. I used to not to mention I'm a doctor, but I passed that stage. I was like, (laughs) you know, I don't care. This is me. I'm a doctor. And sure, with all the issues that exist in, you know, medicine, all of that, but this is who I am, you know? Yeah. I love that. The the self-knowing and self-acceptance and just like, this is who I am. Yeah. It's like coming out. You know what I mean? So I came out as a artist (laughs) and I think, yeah. And also sometimes I need to come out as a doctor. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. So belonging And, and your art does express that too. Yeah, belonging, I think, is a central theme in my work. Um, for example, um, as you mentioned, I have a current work uh, showing at Gosford Regional Gallery, which is actually open till 4th of June. So if you are driving past Gosford or actually living in that in Central Coast area um, and free, go and please see it. Um, it's a video installation. It's... Um, you know, I create these uh, mirror pieces, these fragmented mirror surfaces, which I use as prototype in my installation. So what I've done, I've actually recorded a time-lapse of Australian sky and I've projected them into these mirror works that I've created and located on the ground because mirror is reflective and these pieces are fragmented each fragment reflects light in a different direction. So it creates this parallel sky, which is distorted and fragmented. And the title of the work is uh, The Sky is the Same. And it is an Iranian proverb. 
um, which when someone leaves home, they tell them the sky is the same to reassure them that anywhere they go, um, they'd be fine. They've got, you know, the sky, the sun, the natural elements as a resource. Um, but when I came to Australia, I realized that Australian sky was not the same as the sky of my hometown, Shiraz, um, uh, emotionally and literally, like the color, the clouds, the contrast, and the experience of it. So with this work, I wanted to create two skies that the viewer is actually suspended between, which was my experience and is my experience as a migrant. And that sense of suspension and never arriving and never belonging. Um, yeah, so home and belonging is big in my practice. Wow. Yeah. Um, so that's great to know that it's still on show for everyone listening and to try see it. I would <laughs> yeah. love to go up and yeah. see it in Gosford. Thank you. And so um, poetic. Thank you. Yeah. 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 You yeah. say you read poems, but yeah. it's very poetic. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, poetry is also a big influence in my practice. Now, you, you touched on this a bit, saying that medicine has afforded you a lot of freedom mm-hmm. in your artistic practice. Mm-hmm. Um, but how, how do you balance the two, being a rehab specialist and, and exhibiting internationally, creating your art, studying art? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the answer to that question is I don't. I don't balance. (laughs) Um, I'm working four days a week. I'm hoping in the next couple of years I reduce more hours from medicine and spend more hours in arts. Like I'm thinking three days a week or even two days a week working as a doctor. But how I do it is by, you know, micromanaging every second of my life which I'm not sure if it's healthy or I don't recommend it, but I don't have any other option. (laughs) And I think as doctors, we're so good in time management and micromanaging our life project. I should say project managing our life. Like I come home from work and I start drawing or cutting mirrors or um, writing about a piece that I'm presenting. Yeah. So there is no, I guess that's my rest. I was going to say there's no rest or there's no mm-hmm. break, but that is my, all the weekends are occupied with art. Wow. Annual leave. I take annual leave to create. It it, regen- it recharges you. It recharges me. But to be honest, um, this is not what I recommend. I think as humans, we need to take a break from everything from time to time. So um, I don't think this is sustainable in long term. So this is not what I encourage people to do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Very disciplined. Yeah. Do you plan to continue with both? Into the, so you're saying you want to cut on, down on medicine a little bit, but do mm-hmm. you plan to stay a doctor, you know, and, and an artist? Yeah, I think I will, even if I keep a short fraction. Um, there is something that I won't get in art, and that is um connection with humans like when i go and leave for three four weeks and when i come back i realize that how much i miss having a human being in front of me Mm. i know that you know it's challenging they've got lots to tell you there's trauma and pain and why the medicine doesn't work and why they've got pain everywhere and why you know all of that 
but um, there is something very special about having a human being um, in front of you, talking to you, talking with you. Um, I think as human, we are designed that our nervous system needs to be in touch with other humans or animals, nervous system. Um, yeah, so um, I won't get that in art, actually. And, and, and we, we, I see people in their most vulnerable um, time of their life. And um, it is challenging and it is traumatizing, but I think it's a unique um, experience to be with um, humans in their vulnerable time and hopefully helping them, at least listening to them, holding them, holding the space for them. Um, yeah. So I, I will, I think, continue for as long as I can with medicine but in a smaller fraction. And art, for sure. I continue with art till I die. Thank you for sharing. And, and you know, you, it's interesting because your art does connect with people, but it is more of a separated sense rather than the face-to-face. -face. Yeah. Yeah, you're right, actually. There's that connection that, you know, you talk to people at the opening. Um but they usually tell you when, when at opening, when people come and talk to you, they usually tell you about your art um, and you and how they felt mm. when they engage with your work. Uh, it's, it's very different from when a patient talks about their, how they feel and what they've been through and what they're experiencing. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, now we're nearing the end. Um, thank you. Thank you for, for coming in, but I have a few more questions if that's all right. Yeah, sure. Sure. It's my pleasure. I'm, I'm really enjoying it. <laughs> oh, me too. Yeah, now, thanks. what would you say to the listener, mainly doctors and medical students um, who's listening, they have an urge to create, but maybe they've been not, engaged in that part of themselves for a while since joining the medical world? Um, I would say that never think that there is only one way to do things, especially as creative people. Um, as part of creative thinking is um, to be aware that there are so many ways of doing things. There's so many ways of doing medicine. And as you said, it's traditional. Um, it is hierarchical and we usually look at someone who is quote unquote ahead of us. And, you know, we feel like we need to follow the same rule to do the same thing that they've done to get where they are. And up until recently, I was like that as well. But um, there is, there is alternatives. There are alternatives to do medicine. Um, we don't have to follow the steps of our mentors and consultants and, you know, lecturers. Uh, there's definitely alternatives and creative people are good with alternatives. <laughs> yeah. So um, first of all, I really encourage you to, um, if you have a call, if something inside you is calling you, Take it serious, listen to it. Don't say later, I guess, because that's what I said. And there is a bit of a regret that I wish I had started my creative journey 
not like 20 years ago, but at least a few years ago, when I was in my mid, at least seven, six, seven years ago. Thank you. And it's so true. There are so many ways to to live a life and to practice medicine. Yes, exactly. Yeah, to practice medicine and to practice art. And to practice art. Exactly, exactly. Um, now, what is balance to you? I know this is a big question, but I like to ask everyone that comes on. Gosh, I think you're asking this question from the wrong person because, <laughs> you know, in terms of personality, I'm more of a passionate personality. So, um, yeah, so I think, but, but I think I, I would have some hypothesis about what a balanced life would look like. Mm. Um, I guess for me, ideally, if I could work two or three days a week, um, and then I work two or three days a week as an art artist as well. Um, and then, you know, take breaks, take regular breaks going away. And time for reflection is something that we really miss. Even I'm so guilty of it. Even in my art practice, I think that I don't spend enough time with my artworks to reflect on them. I just want to go to the next project because I'm so excited and passionate, as I told you. I think we all need some reflection time in our week, on the weekends, weekdays. What is it that we are doing? And what is the purpose of our, wow, that's a big question, the purpose of our life. But what is the purpose of what we're doing day in, day out? Yeah, and when you when you only do... Um, it's easy to distract yourself from like the being and reflecting. Yeah. yeah reflecting. Mm -hmm. um, now, is there anything else you'd like to add that you think would benefit those listening? I think we covered pretty much everything. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah. Anything that we, I, I think the only thing we need to know is how can people reach out to you and find your artworks? Sure. Um, yeah, please reach out. You know, I have a Instagram handle, which is my first name, Ali, A-L-I followed by my surname without any dot or sign. So it's A-L-I-T-A-H-A-Y-O-R-I. -I, I also have a website, actually. So if you want to see some of my works, I've got most of my work on my website, which is, again, www.myfirstnameplussurname.com. Um, I do have a couple of exhibitions coming up, as you said, at the moment showing in Gosford. I have a couple of shows in Melbourne with my gallery um in one group show in um may and june and one solo show in august um yeah i usually update my instagram and my website of my shows i would love to actually i would love to talk to people who have um other backgrounds than art like coming from medical world or else that's great and i'll put that all in the show notes for everyone so they can follow you on instagram find your art online and hopefully go to a gallery and see it in in yeah in real life Person, yeah. <laughs> and have yeah, a chat. yeah and have a chat yeah i would love to yes well thank you so much ali it's been a pleasure thanks bella thank you it's been my pleasure great You've been listening to the Balance Medics Handover podcast. If you've enjoyed what you've heard, I'd love for you to take a minute to rate and review this podcast and click the follow button. For more resources, check out the Balance Medics website. 
The link to this will be in the show notes below. See you next episode.